Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Sunday, October 8th at Keeneland. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And we're going to take a look at the late pick four. Starts with a maiden race in the seventh. And that's nice, Jim, because you get a chance to see the board in the maiden race before you make a pick four ticket with the three stakes races that will follow. So who do you like pending how the odds play out in the uh, seventh? You know, at least all these horses have uh, one race at least under their belt, except for the nine, uh, the seven and nine are first-time starters. So if they get some steam, maybe you want to look at that. But uh, those two horses, um, especially the seven, has not worked that well uh, for Dale Romans. And Dale is not, not really good on first-time starters. So I'm not going to use either one of those two. I think Wicked again here is going to be a big favorite. I don't know why they tried <coughs> Excuse me, this horse on the turf at Kentucky Downs. He obviously did not do well there, finished seventh in a field of 11, uh, and went off as a three-to-one, probably second choice. But prior to that, he had run at Keeneland, uh, ran decently last spring, and was an 82 buyer. And a couple of horses that he ran behind in the Saratoga and the Fairgrounds races have come back to win. So I think Wicked again at eight to five might be a little low there, but uh, I think he's a legitimate favorite in here. Wesley Ward's Tunisian Spring, I am not going to use him uh simply because they start him on the turf and he almost wins and then they bring him back on the dirt he's out of violence he, he might be the real deal but i, I just don't and maybe he just needs a, a race there but uh, he's the he's a second logical choice but i'm going to use the 10 running score for uh, a trainer that i don't know anything about marco o'donnell and this horse ran to indiana and you overlook indiana horses sometimes here at your own peril because uh, they, they have a really nice program up there. And this horse got an 83 buyer uh, after a layoff. And Laura Walters had this horse before. And whoever Marcus O'Donnell is, he moved the horse way up to an 83 buyer and almost broke his maiden there. So I'm going to use him as, a, as an alternative to Wicked again. I'm going to stick right there with those two horses. I've got both of those two and uh, two others. I actually took Tunisian Song on top uh, since it's Wesley Ward. And being by violence, the horse ought to like the dirt just fine perhaps even more so i took that one on top i took give him time the romans first timer you mentioned second i just even though the works aren't great i just like it's a long steady pattern of works and um once in a while dale uh, will uh, will jump up with the first timer and i'm going to throw this one on the ticket uh, just to have a, a big number on there uh, if it would hit for the pick four ticket. Got to use Wicked again, certainly. I'm interested to see how the Asmussen runners do in this opening weekend. It seems like he usually points more for the Churchill meet, but I found myself over the course of the opening weekend thinking a lot of his horses, several of his horses, had big shots. So if they uh, you know, run well on, on Friday and, and Saturday, certainly move them up by Sunday. Um, but got to use Wicked again on the ticket, and I'll just be interested to see kind of how the barn is going on the opening weekend if they're cranked up for the Keeneland meet or maybe uh, getting some preps ahead of a start at the, the Churchill meet. And then the uh, 10, for the reasons you mentioned, uh, I think that uh, number at Indy kind of jumps off the page for run and score. So I think uh, he's a, a major player in this group that doesn't seem to, to lack a, a real standout. Uh, doesn't seem to have a real standout, I should say. Uh, in the eighth race, I took a long shot in here in the Indian summer presented by Keeneland Select. Five and a half on the turf for two-year-olds. I took cows, C-O-W-E-S. 
Uh, won his debut at Saratoga off a bit of a slow break, and it's hard to have much of anything go wrong in a turf sprint and still win it, and he did. And when he tipped out in the stretch, really showed a nice turn of foot, and I think he won easier than it looks on paper. Working super. Uh, this horse was touted back in the spring when he was entered at Keeneland and scratched. Didn't show back up until uh, this uh, past September there at Saratoga uh, earlier, uh, you know, about a month ago. And uh, as I said, was very impressive. So 15 to 1 on the morning line, but I think there's more here than that speed figure suggests for cows. Uh, admit Amidst waves, I think it's definitely the one you got to beat. Three wins in a row, including a stake at Saratoga last time. Uh, if you want to go deeper, maybe Bledsoe, uh, Speed, and then Faded at Kentucky Downs. The only thing was Speed was really holding uh, the day this horse ran. But it was off a long layoff. Saez is riding. It's Wesley Ward. So uh, you'd probably be wise to include the horse on a pick four ticket. I'm not going to when we build tickets because of uh, budgetary reasons. But I think uh, Bledsoe's probably a little dangerous in here. But uh, I'm looking to hear Kurt Becker say, Cows coming up the rail. In eighth, in the eighth race. <laughs> How about you? Um, I use that horse. Um, my top pick is one that you didn't mention, and that's Pino's little girl on the outside for John Ennis. She surprised him at Kentucky Downs last time out, first time on the turf after two kind of nondescript efforts at Ellis, and uh, she went wire to wire down there on a day that yes, speed was favorite down there, but um, I think that she's got some speed that she could possibly get to a good stalking position. There's a lot of speed inside her with the nine and the seven, but um, she fits on, on that number for Kentucky Downs. And I like Kentucky Downs horse ship, horses shipping up here. It missed waves. It missed waves is the one to beat in here for certain off that Bolton's landing at Saratoga. So she, uh, he, she has run in um, two straight listed stakes after breaking her maiden at five and five and a half. So she's, She's a real deal for George Weaver. The only thing that concerns me is she's run the same number, 71, 72, 71. So she may not be moving forward as a two-year-old, and these others might catch up like a filly named like Cows. Uh, I think Wayne wanted to get her to the races earlier than the 3rd of September, but she did win overcoming some trouble. She was highly touted. She went off at 8-5 to five at Saratoga uh, in a 10-horse field, and she was on the rail, which is sometimes not the place to be. So she overcame a rail draw. And she ducked in at the break. So, yeah, I think I agree. And that work at Churchill, uh, 46 and 4, breezing first out of 107 on September 30th, tells me uh, he's going to be ready. And, and I don't think it's going to be anywhere close to 15 to 1. We use Committee of One for Asmussen, uh, coming off a uh, near miss at Kentucky Downs after a near miss at, uh, at Ellis. I think that they were pointing for the Kentucky Downs race. But um, obviously, he was in good form there. And uh, he could have broken his maiden for 156, and now he's trying to break his, try to go to Indian Summer for 250. So even though he's a maiden, he's, he's very close to these others in numbers. I mean, he's shards for Kelsey Danner coming off a, an impressive uh, maiden win at Colonial, uh, moved way up in the buyer scale from 54 to 70. And uh, I think I'm going to leave it with those, um, I think, five horses. Uh, I think the horse, the race is wide open if you get past a missed waves. Let's go to the Ninth race, the grade one Judmont Spinster, Phillies and Mayors three and up at a mile and an eighth from the first days of the Breeders' Cup. This has been one of the, the classic prep races for the Breeders' Cup staff. I think it could be again this year uh, with the horses that will be coming out of this race. 
Um, how did you see the spinster? Well, the, the top two picks, uh, the, my first choice is Idiomatic, simply because she's really, really good right now. She's got three consecutive triple-digit buyers, including a four-length win in the personal instant last time out when she beat Nest. Um, Nest was off at uh, less than four to five. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, she, didn't want that, she didn't run that great that day. Uh, she's won here at Keeneland. Idiomatic has not been at Keeneland. And just between those two, I like the one in better form, but Nest has the back class uh, with those two grade one wins uh, in Saratoga in the summer of, of 2022. She was uh, pretty much the best filly in the country, and then she ran the distaff as the favorite and was beat by Malafot here at Kingland. So if she gets back on form, she's going to be right there, but her two races, she was okay in the Shuby, but she did not run well in the personal instance. She may not have liked the track. And so she's going to get a fast track, hopefully, on Saturday. And uh, it's going to be between these two, I think. But I'm also going to include uh, La Davida for Vincent Chimeno, uh one of my favorite riders, if I could just pronounce his name, uh, for Ignacio Correas. And this mayor, if, if you go back to her best shot, was at Thistledown in the Lady Jacqueline, a $250,000 stakes race in June, and she ran a 101. Follow that up with the Molly Pitcher at Monmouth with a 97 and then disappointed in the Locust Grove. But I, I just think that she's got enough back class to compete here. Six to one price, maybe even higher than that, because Idiomatic and Nest are going to get all the money. So I'm going to throw her in there as a shot at a price. Uh, I think the others are overmatched in here, and I think that those three horses will certainly get you through the pick four. I am on uh, idiomatic in here. Uh, it will be interested to see what kind of uh, price that uh, she goes off at, how much money Nest takes, because I do think Nest will be the favorite. And I'm just skeptical on her. The fact she didn't improve in her second start off the layoff raises the eyebrows a little bit. Maybe it was the slop, but um, if you look on the, the buyer figs, uh, you'd uh, go idiomatic easily, and she's probably going to be the second choice. So that might be a little value there if – she gets up um, higher than what the morning line number is. Uh, doubt that that'll happen, though, with all those 100 buyers. Um, so it's most likely one of those two. But I, I like the La Davida uh, a little bit as well. I think you, if you can forgive that last race, she fits. And she hadn't been tested against the grade ones yet, so that's the, the question to be answered in this spot. But I did interview Nacho Correas, her trainer for the um, Keeneland social media account, and uh, he said she was nervous in that race before that race up at Churchill Downs. Doesn't know why, never happened before, so he's just uh, forgiving that effort and focusing on the other ones. And if he's right and she runs back to those numbers, then she's got a shot, certainly, uh, especially if Nest were to, to be off her game. If somebody, if one of the big two fails to fire, I think it might be more likely Nest than idiomatic, but uh, probably they both will, and it'll be quite a battle down the stretch. And then the uh, 10th race is the grade two castle and key bourbon. Always a great race. It's a mile and a 16th on the turf for the boys. And uh, I think has always been a, a good prep for the breeders cup juvenile turf. Uh, I'm going deep in here. Not going to use them all for budgetary reasons, but that would be the smart thing to do. Probably. I ended up taking first world war on top. Not great post, but from with a mile and a 16th, you got time to win from the 12 hole. A really impressive debut at Kentucky Downs. He came up the rail on a day when that was where you wanted to be, but I just I was you know just impressed visually by how the horse looked doing it. 
and uh, I interviewed Brendan Walsh for uh, another Keeneland uh, interview, and uh, he was saying they were really high on this horse first time out. We're not surprised at all at what he did, and they think he's got a lot of uh, potential. So uh, off that interview and off what I saw in the race, I'm going to take a shot with First World War. Uh, others I like, Double Your Money for the Lynch Barn, uh, won uh, a nice race in the second start. Um, the five noted is a Pletcher. The nine coin miner for Keith DeSormo. It was a nice win for o- over a next out winner at Kentucky Downs last time. Tok Tok is Graham Motion. This horse two for two and coming in under the radar. The seven is Fortune Seller. It's Kevin Rice, and he picks his spots well. And This horse wasn't far behind noted uh, in uh, his first start. And then uh, Palm Tree is the other Walsh, and it's Walsh for Godolphin. So those powerful connections, if we're going to use all these other, these others, got to throw that one in there too. So I'm going seven deep on my pick four ticket. How about you? I'm only going six deep. So uh, <laughs> this is certainly the most wide-open race in the sequence. Um, I just wonder which horse Brendan likes better, Palm Tree, the one, or First World War, the 12. And you got to think, you know, one may be a little bit better, obviously better drawn, Um Declan Cannon rides a lot for Brendan Walsh, his 24% rider, <laughs> but uh, got Gaffley on on the other one. So uh, I think I think he's got two really good shots here with a one and a 12. So I'm going to use both of them. I'm going to use Nodier for Todd Fletcher, who's going to be the favorite probably off that win at Monmouth. I'm going to use uh, Double Your Money, you mentioned, for Brian Lynch. I'm also going to throw in Nomos for Todd Fletcher. Uh, they threw this horse into a grade three off a win at Monmouth. And he didn't run that well in the, with anticipation at Saratoga. Caught a what they call a good track, which every every day it seems like they have moisture in the track up there. So uh, I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock in that. Luis Saez takes them out. No way in the world this horse is going to be 15 to one with Luis Saez riding him. And so the numbers don't look that great, but for Todd Fletcher to throw him into a, a grade three right off the bat and then come back and try to get this one to get him in the Breeders' Cup, he thinks a lot of him. So I think Nomos is a shot. Um, the other one, vote no for Bill Morey coming off a win at Kentucky Downs. A lot, a lot of these horses raced last time at Kentucky Downs, so we'll see how the uh, Southern Kentucky form holds up. But I'm, I'm going six deep. I've got no really strong opinion, but I wouldn't be a bad deal to take Brendan Walsh in exact box. My pick four ticket will start with one four seven ten with two three with two three. With one five seven eight nine eleven twelve fifty six bucks. How about you? I spent a little bit more. I've got one ten with one two three six ten with two three four with one five six ten eleven twelve, and that is a ninety dollar ticket. It's a fantastic weekend of racing. Concludes with this uh, Sunday edition of uh, the. Uh, Fall Stars weekend card. The Turf Pick 3 starts in the fifth race, so don't forget about that. All the turf races, a $3 wager, it's uh, produced some big payoffs. So that starts in the fifth race on the Sunday card. Uh, best of luck with your plays, and we'll be doing podcasts on these Keeneland races all throughout the fall meet. So Jim and I will see you next uh, next week for the Wednesday card when racing resumes for the fall meet. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. Good luck from the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.